as I mentioned a little earlier, we do big things at Half Past Three every Sunday. I like to catch up with people that are moving and shaking in the world of disability. Joining us today, we have the operations manager, uh, Michael Stevens. He is in charge of all things for jumping kids. Michael, thanks so much for joining us on the weekend playdate. Thanks very much, Gold. All right, so can you just tell us in a nutshell maybe what Jumping Kids is exactly? Sure, no problem. So Jumping Kids is a non-profit that supplies and maintains prosthetics for children. Um, we've been around for about eight, eight nine years. And, um, yeah, we're in the process of turning it into a social enterprise that's going to change amputation for children in Africa. When you say, if, I mean, children with, with amputation, are there, are there lots of children with, that are amputees? Surprisingly more than you'd think. Um, in South Africa, we have issues around birth defects oh. that sometimes require amputation. Um, other issues that cause a lot of it are trauma, so car accidents and things like that, mm. and then disease like cancer. Oh, wow. And then with the, with the amputees and the prosthesis that you get them, are we, are we talking specifically lower body or arms, hands? Well. Uh, so we so statistically, you will get about seventy percent of your amputation being lower limb, mm-hmm. um, and generally we see a lot more lower limb than upper limb. The upper limb stuff is quite tricky to do. Hands are very technical. Yeah. Um, what we're seeing there is that three D printing offers a range of solutions that's changing what's possible. Wow. So that's where we're investigating the upper limb stuff, and for the lower limb, we use our tech- techniques and uh, components that are internationally manufactured. Mike, you sound like a relatively young guy. If you don't mind me asking, how did you get involved in in something like this? Because usually younger people are a little bit more selfish. They're a little bit more (laughs) self-indulgent. How did did jumping kids become a part of your life? Sure. So, so, I mean, it it is a life story. So I am actually the kid I was trying to help. Uh, When I was 12 years old, I was electrocuted in in an accident with high-tension wires. And it resulted in 70% burns to my body and uh, my legs were the worst impacted and they were amputated one above the knee and one below the knee so I had to figure all of this out in in my life and um, I was lucky enough to be able to go back to my mainstream school to get equipment that allowed me to start walking and from there it became this process of how do I do more and you know like I said because of the support and structure I had I was able to do it all so school varsity get a job carry on Mm. Um, and then a competition kind of appeared in front of me about five years ago that said it would let me work for a non-profit of my choice for a year. And I had been um, working as a mentor to jumping some of the jumping kids, and it became this natural evolution. And from there, yeah, just it's one of those things where I feel like I can really resolve the issue and make sure that there are far more amputee kids that go to mainstream schools and get the equipment and go on to lead the best lives possible. So, so yeah, it became this personal quest in a way. So obviously you, you were quite privileged in the way that you were able to get the, the prosthesis that you needed. There are a lot of children from disadvantaged backgrounds who have, have maybe had um, accidents or birth defects that don't have access. How do you get in touch with them or how do they get in touch with you guys so that more children can get uh, the prosthesis that they need? Sure. I mean, to get in touch with us, uh, all the social media avenues are available. We have a website, www.jumpingkids.org.za, that people can go and have a look at, and my email address and contact details are there. 
We also get referrals from disabled schools, from people in the community, from families looking for support. So in truth, I can, it's, it's actually easy to find the people to do the work. The hard part is getting the funding and creating the capacity that we can handle the volumes. Mm-hmm. And that's my current, my current goal is to fix that. So if somebody is in need of a prosthesis, obviously you guys have to make it. You don't just order it. Do you, you, you physically construct? Yeah, everything is custom. So every amputation is unique, wow. and that will require a custom socket. And we have our own technique that we use that has changed the game, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because it's changed in the time frames down from socket fitments being, you know, in a very professional environment, maybe a day or three days, to uh, a couple of hours. Unfortunately, in the industry, the the norm is longer than that. There are people waiting years for no. prosthetics. Um, yeah, so within you know some of the the state systems that are overburdened because there are yeah. not, there's not enough, you can wait up to three years for mm. equipment. And by as that a child, stage, if you wait for three years, you're not going to school. Exactly, so, and, and by that stage, as a child, you've gone for your measurements. Three years later, you've you've grown. Your body's changed, and now it doesn't exactly. fit you as well. Exactly, and I mean, it, the way we like to do things is so uh, we'll have a continuous maintenance system in place and sockets will be redone um, for kids as and when it's required. It could be, you know, in two weeks, it could be in six months, but if you can keep those sockets comfortable, then you can recycle the rest of the equipment. So, so it, it, then, then they can, you know, they're always comfortable, they're always using it, and you take the, the fear and pain away so, so that, yeah, they use it more. That is amazing. Uh, just quickly for those who are really interested, Mike, where are you guys based so that people know where, sort of which regions around the country? Uh, okay, so our office is in Pretoria at the Innovation Hub, but we do work nationally. So if you are in the Northern Cape and need equipment and assistance, you can get hold of me still, and I will make a plan. Um, from here, we are going to, like I said, I'm trying to work on the capacity issues. I'm working on setting up mobile clinics. The, the big picture is very big. And I'm hoping that we pull it together correctly within the next year or two so mm. that we'll have a, not just a national footprint, but be able to go into Africa as well. Stunning. And if this sounds like the kind of organization that you would like to get behind, just look for Jumping Kids on all platforms. And the website again for us, Mike, if you don't mind? Sure. www.jumpingkids.org.za. It's Michael Stevens, Operations Manager of Jumping Kids. Thanks so much for spending time with us on the weekend playdates. Yeah, and have a great Sunday. Excellent.